0: Today's very special episode of the Grind Hours podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. NFL fans, wow is it, has it been long since I've said that. You can use my code GRINDHOUR to get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Go to Week 1 if you're a Jet fan. Go to MetLife to see the Jets play the Bills. If you're a Saints fan, go to... Are they on the road, Dayton? We just looked at their they schedule. Are, I can't are, believe this.
1: They're in the Dome on Monday.
0: In the Dome. Oh, that's right. They're playing the Texans. Go on Monday night to the Superdome. Get your tickets. Get in the building. Use my code again. We'll, that's one more time. Uh, Grind Hour at checkout. at cgeek.com or the Seekeek app. c Life's an event. We have the tickets. If you couldn't hear from that complete botched ad read uh, where Dayton and I... Just went on his podcast to do the NFC portion of this podcast. So when he puts that out, which it'll probably be around the same time that this one's coming out, go listen to that one. Uh, it's all my thoughts on his Saints and my new adopted team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Also, I towards the tail end of that podcast, it kind of sounds like I adopted the Green Bay Packers as well. Uh, that may or may not be a, a drastic overreaction to last night's game against the bears, but Dayton Brown is back of the Hoodat dish. And there's something else, right? I'm, I'm, mis- I'm missing something. You're a part of everything, oh, but okay. I'm missing something.
1: Yeah. I, I've been doing a little bit of, of everything, a little bit too much, honestly, but, uh, all is where you can find my, uh,
0: all right. So after this podcast, go over to that link he did a extensively long and it I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's absolutely fantastic, but a look at the Saints depth chart uh, just after or just before week 4 of the preseason and I don't know how you had the brain power to pull that one off. That the amount the amount of research and just time put into that is probably more than I've put into a piece in probably well over a year. I haven't, I haven't wrote a lot, but it in the past year, but that's probably the, the, um, that probably takes the cake. Anyway, why, why we're here on this podcast, we're going to go over my jets. Uh, Dayton's going to give his outside look on my beloved jets. And we're going to go over the AFC as a whole at, right as we wind down from overreaction city from last night in Chicago. So, Dayton, looking at my Jets schedule, which we'll just run through really quick. Home home against the Bills, home against the Browns on ESPN, at the Patriots, at the bye week, at the Eagles, home against the Cowboys, home against the patriots at jacksonville at miami home against the giants at the redskins home against the possibly antonio brownless oakland raiders in cincinnati home against the dolphins at baltimore home against the steelers at buffalo looking at that schedule and everything that has happened in this offseason for gang green what's the ceiling what's the floor, and give me a player that you are most intrigued about.
1: Well, very interesting schedule. First off, uh, you, you guys get to play. First off, you, the, the, the division is always pretty historical. Always playing the Pats, you know, every year. so That's always you know must-watch that rivalry, quote unquote. But um, opening up with a division game is always kind of dangerous. thanks You know know about that from last year. If you drop it, it could possibly, you know, turn things around for your season, but going up against the Bills, um, I, pray when you win. for this division structure, um, I like that. I, I think the Jets are the second best team in this division. No doubt in my mind, I think that they are better than the Bills. I have a feeling that really the Jets are only going to have major trouble in like one game with the Bills, and I don't think it's going to be week one at all. Um, And And then, you know, playing against the Browns, Week two, very interesting team, high expectations. Revenge game. What's that?
0: The revenge game on ESPN. The
1: revenge game. Exactly. The, the, the big revenge game. Uh, with Baker coming back in the, or coming in the second half last year and getting his first career dove. Um And that's a Monday night football game. That is going to be highly entertaining. And I think the Jets, when you look at their offense, I think you guys have a lot more firepower than people are thinking. Robbie Anderson, underrated receiver. When Anunua, uh, you
0: stole uh, him from Quincy me, damn heard. it! You absolutely yeah. stole uh-huh. him from me. I will n- that that is something I'll never let let you live down. You stole Quincy Noonan from me. Yeah. In our fantasy um, league, I
1: I think he's, he's such a great player, man. I think, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's been part of this deep core for the Jets for a few years now. Yes, yes, so he, he has. He, He
0: said he wanted to go if they needed him 50 times.
1: Yep, yep. He said that he, he, he would take that load, and I believe him. I think he will. You guys also signed Jameson Crowder uh, this offseason. speedy guy. I like him a lot. Um, and, uh, of course, you have Sam Darnold there and the uh, uh, under center. Um, so I think that this offense has a lot more firepower than, than, than people are, are thinking. Um, but, yeah, Eagles in Philly. And then home against the Cowboys, that's a pretty tough stretch, especially, you know, away against the Eagles. You talked about that, I think, on the last one. It's almost – you know almost mark that as a, as a loss for a lot of teams. Right. So I don't know if the Jets necessarily fall into that rank, but it, it's tough to beat the Eagles in, Lincoln like financial field. Um, Patriots again, so by, by October 21st, you guys are done playing the Patriots. So I think that that's beneficial for you guys. Um and then, yeah, home against the Jaguars, home against the Dolphins. I think that those are, are games that you guys, especially if the Dolphins, can win. Uh, Jacksonville's going to be an interesting matchup. Josh Hill going up against that offensive line you guys have. That whole defense is, is the the two defenses going up against each other are going to be going to be very very interesting. Um, I think that you guys definitely beat the Giants in that MetLife Stadium matchup there. Uh, Redskins I think is another game where even though it's on the road and who knows how the Redskins are down that. Stretch of the field. Um, in Washington, you guys are kind of used to that weather anyway, so I don't think that'll be too much of a factor there at FedEx field. There's
0: gonna be I nobody there. What's
1: that? No one there? There's gonna
0: be nobody at that game in Washington. Absolutely people in Washington don't go to their games anyway. So why the hell would yeah, they want to go see the Jets play? There's gonna be nobody that's there.
1: True. And that's a game you guys definitely can watch. Um, Raiders is going to be interesting because you got you have all these interesting teams: there. there's Raiders, the Browns, the Jaguars, new quarterbacks, Eagles, and Cowboys, um, and then uh, going to get the, the, the Bengals, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Bills. I think that right there, that is a, a um, tough tough stretch for sure. I that's, think, the,
0: I, I that's, think that's the that's the season. That's really what where we rise to the top or just sink and become. I I don't want to say a failure because I really, I don't want to say it's playoffs or bust, but with the way that this season is ironed out, the Dolphins are an absolute doormat. The Bills should be a doormat because, Mm -hmm. I mean, how how many times are we going to fall short against the Bills and completely ruin our season? Right. So, we should beat the Bills twice. At least that's what I hope for. Um, the Patriots are always going to be a tough game. The litmus test for us in the middle of the season is going to Philly and hosting the uh, Cowboys. Because those are two perennial playoff teams. We'll see what happens with Zeke. and and I mean, he'll be fully ironed out and, and get ready to go by the time the Jets play him. But... They have some ironing out to do with Zeke because he missed an entire preseason and was sipping margaritas in Cabo two days ago. So, Mm. uh, yeah, we'll see. um, Those two games for me and then the stretch that you said, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bills, that stretch is put up or shut up time. You're either a playoff team or you're going home after whatever happens in Buffalo. Right,
1: because here's the thing. Uh, November 3rd, you guys play the Dolphins in Miami after you play the Giants, week after that you play the Redskins, week after that you play the Rangers, week after that you play the Bengals, week after that you play the Dolphins again. That is a stretch where you guys should win a majority of those games We you should definitely beat the
0: Dolphins We should win Giants, every Giants. single one of those games I'm yeah, not. That's, not, that's not a homerism If the Jets are actually for real, there is no reason why we should drop any single one of those games, and if the Jets want to right. be a playoff team, that's the stretch that is secondary to me, because if we drop even one of those games, that could be, oh yeah, you had a great season, but you missed out on a playoff right. seed. You went 10-6, and six, but uh, somebody went 10-6 and six that you lost to, like the Steelers or the, the Ravens, yep. and they're getting in the playoffs instead of you because you dropped a, a stupid game against yep. Cincinnati. Like, it's,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: It's exactly. ridiculous
1: you guys going into the week where you have four days off and Thursday night against the Ravens. Um, That's going to be, that's the stretch. If you guys have enough momentum going into that Ravens game, you should definitely pull off and it it looks like you're going to be underdog at that point. It it seems like definitely pull off that upset and then you're home against the Steelers uh, and then at the Bills. And in that seven game stretch too, there's no game against the Bills. Uh, uh, It looks like you just I think you even Play we
0: we book in with the Bills. Oh, no, I
1: guess you, play, you play Dolphins twice, and then it's, it, yeah. So, you that two division games and that seven-game stretch, uh, and, and seven games right next to win. So, with that being said, um, I think your guys are stealing. I can definitely see a wins out of it. Um, I can definitely see you guys beating the Bills twice. I definitely see you beating the Dolphins twice. I can see you splitting with the, with the pack. That's five ones right there. You guys... Uh, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely splitting with the pass. I think that you guys... That's realistic. Uh, and then I think that you guys could definitely beat the Bengals, the Raiders, the Redskins, the Giants. So Bengals, Raiders, Redskins, Giants. And then um, Jags definitely could be a, a team to beat. And then after that, it, it's either probably Browns you're going to beat or, or upset the Cowboys at home, and, and that could definitely give you an 11 point. I know that, that is a feeling for you guys. I think that that is, is not only just a feeling, I think that that is very doable if everything clicks for you guys, um, and if Adam Gates is able to really be the great offensive line that we've expected him to be, it's going to be more beneficial for you guys. I think your floor, I mean, if you guys split season series everybody including losing to the Patriots twice um which I don't think is necessarily realistic but it could happen that's that's only two division wins and then you have to play against teams like the Steelers and the Ravens and then the Raiders and the Browns and the Eagles and the Cowboys and those are all going to be tough games if you're not able to even you know split a season series against the the past week either the Bills or the Dolphins which I I, I think that like you said, you guys have the ability to sweep both of those teams. Um, so, but, but with that being said, I do think uh, your guys' are feeling it's five or six wins. I I probably go five, and or sorry, that's your four. I'd probably go end up going five wins. I think um, possibly you guys went only two, maybe three games. If you, if you, I I I still think it's perfect to see you guys well sweep the Dolphins. You know this this, this season. Um, it's typical Jets
0: to not amazing. to not sweep the Dolphins and lose the game in Miami that it's t- that's typical Jets
1: I, I really hope that doesn't happen but that is typical. Right? <laughs> uh, but I think I think realistically I think you guys can get can get 10 wins it, it, it's whether or not you can beat those those Cowboys um, or or and I, I think that you guys can handle the Raiders at home but it's gonna be interesting but the Cowboys the Ravens, the Steelers those are gonna be top-up top-up games for sure uh, even on paper right now the Browns are gonna be interesting too but hey and hey, uh, Browns could definitely come in over prepared or over hyped and, and, and give you guys the game. So but that would be I, I think real I think your ceiling is eleven realistically. I can see you winning 10, 9 or ten, and then uh floor is probably five. I, I would have to say. Very interesting schedule, and interesting piece for
0: sure. My typical Jets being the Jets floor is eight and eight. Um I know that this secondary is absolutely abysmal, perhaps one of the worst, not not even perhaps one of the worst, it is one of the worst in the league, perhaps the worst in the league uh, at the corner position, because we don't know what's going on with with Tremaine Johnson. I know even with superstar and hopefully Jet for Life Jamal Adams there, there's nothing else behind him. Marcus May has been hit or miss every single season he's been in, in a uniform in New York, Uh, that's the position group that has to really show up because there has not been a bona fide pass rusher yet. I'm almost ready to drive Leonard Williams to to the airport. Uh, It's, it's absolutely, it's getting ridiculous at this point. He had two, one really good year, one decent year, and then has been a ghost ever since then. Quinn and Williams, it's way too early to, to put any type of, criticism or skepticism on him. But that secondary needs to show up big time because if you can't get to the quarterback, you need to play airtight coverage. And so far in the preseason, the Jets probably are going to score a shit ton of points, but they're also going to give up just as many points as they score because of how... Hit or miss, their defense can be up front and in the secondary. Their linebacking core is is solid. And what happened with uh, Avery Williamson is just tragic. But uh, he would have helped this team tremendously. But just like Jamal Adams said right after that injury happened, we're playing this year for 54. And I really... Really hope that this team is a playoff team and not the eight and eight team where they they underperform against Cincinnati and they lose to uh, In heartbreaking fashion to Miami and we're just sitting there like man We could be in the playoffs right now, but we threw up two absolute duds against two lottery teams uh, the, the one game that I really want to win I don't care We need to beat the Browns because the amount of shit that I got from everybody that I knew because of the Browns game last year. I mean, friend of the program, the cuz sent me like 18 text messages right after that game was over of Browns memes and Jets jokes. And we need... The entire build-up of that game is it's going to be Odell's return to New York and the amount of highlights that we're going to see from the Jets going up 17 to crumbling to Baker Mayfield in the second half. I'm going to be sick of it and I, I, want, it as, I want to beat the, the hell out of the Browns. I don't know if it's going to happen, but that's the game that I... I we need to win that game, Re, regardless yeah. of what happens this year. The revenge game against the Browns. If all goes according to planned, and this is the last thing on the Jets schedule before we get to the rest of the AFC, I'm expecting 4-2 in the division. Beat the Browns, or be, be, beat the uh, Bills both games, roll over Miami, and then get our ass handed to to the Pats because we're just not on that level yet. Next year, we might be able to the split against... New England because it's it's another year of, of Darnold and Bell and the, the entire offense but mm-hmm. right now we are just not on that level Brady's going to pick us apart because of the secondary issues and we're going to fall just flat on our faces against the Patriots twice again and that's fine if we get to the playoffs
1: I am very very excited to him all that for another year He's going to be a player to
0: watch for you guys. I like him a lot. He he is a godsend. And I hope, I've put it all over Twitter, I hope that he is a career jet. Pay the man whatever he wants. He is worth it. Hand him a blank check and go, whatever's good for you, we'll give you. Because he is our franchise. As much as Sam Darnold is going to make this team run, Jamal Adams is the absolute backbone of this franchise. Of this team, and he is what makes our culture. He is the anchor on that defense. He is everything to the fans, and he needs to be a career jet. If he ever leaves this organization, I will cry for days. Cry. Really? Cry. It'll be an absolute shower of tears for like two weeks if he ever leaves. But transitioning into the rest of the AFC, who do you have as possible sleepers? And then we'll go over the division winners and wild cards in a second. But right now, looking at all the teams in the AFC, who snatches your eyes as the frisky team in the, the league of the Jets, the AFC? Yeah, I'm, I'm starting out with the Jets. The Jets are a big sleeper
1: team. Um, and, yeah. I mean, not only not only because they're the bona fide second best team in the division and nobody really seems to, to talk about that, but they have made significant improvements of this team. Adam Gates is, again, new place, new face already for him. He, he was fired after only a couple years in, in Miami, but still, I think that he's going to mesh well with, with Sam Darnold and. and that often, maybe not so much. Le'Veon Bell and some of the other
0: skill players, he might. Oh, have, he won't. You know, <laughs> that's a subplot that actually really hasn't been played out yet. I think right. everybody forgot. Right. Adam Gase didn't want Le'Veon Bell. He didn't. He didn't, and he, he, flat
1: out. I mean, he said that too. I mean, he
0: well, he wanted out, Le'Veon, so... but he didn't want him for the price tag that the Jets are currently paying him for. Right,
1: and and uh, and I mean, and that's that's fair for coach but if you're going to get a game changer like bell you got and and you're able to get him at that price that was look you look at the other running back contract that was a, that was a pretty much discounted price even though he had been out of football
0: for a whole year oh no he's if he's right and everything he's all fresh and ready to go he is arguably the best running back in all of football mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's maybe no. i would maybe take Kamara and Saquon over him. I think he's better than McCaffrey when he's right. He's definitely better than Zeke when he's right. Yeah. So, yeah. he's better than Gurley when he's right.
1: He's agile, he is a workhorse, he can do just about anything you want a running back to do. So, I, I think the Jets are no doubt a sleeper team. Um, the Browns aren't really considered a sleeper team because everybody's talking about Oh, the, them, the, the Browns are... Just,
0: the. The Browns are the hype train of, of the NFL. Yeah.
1: You can't call them a sleeper team last year. You could have called them a sleeper team possibly. But this year, they, they, they're they talking about way too much. There's, oh, They're almost going to be a disappointment if they don't reach the playoffs, which which I think is a possibility. But with that being said, the other teams in that division, uh, the Steelers and the Ravens, uh, spoiler alert real quick, I have the Steelers winning the division. I think their defense is great, and losing Antonio Brown was really the only – blemish of their
0: offense was it a blemish though that's well, actually let's talk because I, I want to talk about Antonio Brown with you I was throwing oh this around at uh, WBCR yesterday has there ever been a bigger diva than and you could what I mean by diva is at, is just plain distraction to a football team in league history because I don't think there has been I don't think to was this big of a distraction. This guy is an absolute lunatic. Close.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think TO was close to this this level of uh right, because when, when he got frustrated with, you know, the team or the team got frustrated with him. What did he do? He didn't have a shouting match with the GM. He went home and did sit ups and his and his front he he <laughs> to removed himself and was doing sit ups and his drum was and working out. I mean, he removed he did not he, he really didn't get to that level and he was always a I, I, I shouldn't say team-first kind of guy, but he did always – he cared about his teammates. He was always thinking about his, his team for the most part. Like you could tell there was something inside him where he was always supporting his teammates. He was finding, Even though he was a very selfish, flamboyant guy on the field, off the field as well, and, and a lot of appearances, he was still there to play for his team. Antonio Brown is doing selfish thing after selfish thing after selfish thing. Uh, The first being, you know, of course, not wearing the proper footwear, which does do that if you're going into a frozen chamber. Think about that, not only for yourself, but also for your team who needs you. Uh, Because this is your first year in the
0: office. His first thing was was getting into a shouting match at practice with Big Ben and then skipping the walkthrough for the biggest game of their season.
1: Before he came to Oakland. The whole, the whole ordeal in Pittsburgh was yeah, him being selfish towards not liking the way Big Ben has been talking or treating him, and then sitting out an entire game even though he was fully healthy for the most important game of the season for the team, and they, they didn't make the playoffs, and uh, he was a big part of it. Um, and then you have the whole helmet helmet debacle, where I I, think I kind of understood where he was coming from up until I found out he tried to repaint and soup them uh, with the helmet. It's like dude, just, just it's not it's really not that big of a deal.
0: He's a cartoon right character.
1: Yeah, he really is. He really is. It, it, it's almost like this, this, this stuff is made up. Like, this, this is almost like.
0: Also, if you're like, the. If we you're
1: gotta the. A big, like, douchebag diva on the team, super selfish guy, let's have him get pissed off about the, the, the smallest stuff. Um, including complaining about being fined for not showing up to work, which is in the contract you signed with this team a few weeks
0: ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And if you're the Raiders, because it, it reportedly just came out that he's not going to be suspended.
1: <laughs> he's playing Monday night, is what John Drew
0: said. If you're any player on that roster, do whatever the fuck you want. Because they're not right. going to discipline you. Right. They're not going and And if they do, then you could just say, well, what happened with A.B.? He threatened to punch our GM in the face, and had to be held back by teammates, or he was going to deck the GM in the face. So, do whatever. It's going to be an absolute circus in Oakland. John Gruden, you I, is that the sword you really want to fall on? Antonio Brown, really? Is, is is he the one that you want to be your fall guy and and drag you down with him? He's, John Gruden's supposed to be this awesome NFL coach. He's awful. Really. Why back Brown? I get that he is otherworldly when he's on the field, but he is an absolute, utter distraction when he's not playing football. He is everything you don't want when he's not playing football. He should have just retired. Honestly, like, there's no reason why I would want this guy on my team. He does everything off the field wrong. He is always about me, and he's never not going to stop because of guys like John Gruden who keep backing him. He's never going to learn his lesson. Bench him. Suspend him. Also, newsflash, it saves the money if they suspend him.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does.
0: So if, if you want him to, he's gonna continue to up the ante with the antics. If he continues to not have any repercussions, the Steelers benched him, he got all pissy. And they said, you know what? You're not who we want on your team, who, not who we want on our team. You're, you're sending us backwards. We'll ship you to Oakland. They gave him away for nothing. And then the Raiders come in. It's a love fest for five minutes, and then he freezes his feet, and complains about his helmet, and curses out the GM, threatening him to punch him in the face. This is the guy you want on your team? Come on, please. I don't care what he does on the football field when he's healthy. He shouldn't be even. He shouldn't get there. He shouldn't be allowed to play. Yeah,
1: yeah What he's been, what he's been pulling, I agree.
0: And when he clean, I I mean, it's, it's a no, really the, if he plays on Sunday or on Monday against Denver, the Raiders have completely went up in flames because what they, the blueprint for them is suspend Brown for a game, two games, have him come out and whether he learned his lesson or not, do it. Not in a team meeting, but to the public and say, I've learned my lesson. I've been an asshole for the better part of eight months. I need, this needs to be fixed. I, I understand where I'm wrong. You're going to get a guy with his head screwed on straight. And we're going to go win football games here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because every time the camera turns off Antonio Brown, he does something stupid to get it back on, he is the Conor McGregor of the NFL. Mm. Mm. As talented that's, that's a good, as,
1: that's a good comparison.
0: as talented and as both of those guys are, they never want the spotlight to come off of them.
1: And as much as you want to root for both guys, right, right, because like before this, Brown really wasn't involved in anything. But before the Week Seventeen debacle with the Steelers last year, he wasn't involved in. Like, really, anything crazy. He was always the kind of guy who just kind of put his head down and worked.
0: Well, he was... was
1: a trash talker, but he never took it to the extreme that he's doing now with civilians and public and destroying buses and stuff. Both of those guys, I mean, before they they, they got way, way famous, they were respectable guys, hardworking, who just put their head down. And, and, we're, and now they're guys who are essentially, like you said, they're cartoon characters. They're putting on a show.
0: The biggest thing that happened before Antonio Brown called out Big Ben and said he wasn't his friend, like, we were, they weren't friends, and went out the Pittsburgh Steelers, the biggest thing that he had going for him was he was just one of DJ Coward's friends. Like, that, and that's okay. Because right. we've seen, like, fine, go hang out with DJ Coward all you want. Like, go, go have fun when you're not in the field. Don't Don't do stupid shit like this because this is when you lose this is when you lose your livelihood. He could make so much money and he has made so much money in this game. He could make so much more and be one of the best who have ever done it. But he's just there's something off with him where he values the spotlight and the attention and again there's no such thing as bad press, but he values that too much to, to where it's going to hurt his football career and it's spineless by the Raiders if they don't suspend him. The GM should come out today and say, No, 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 John Gruden is the head coach of this football team. I'm the man in charge. This guy is not playing on Sunday. Or Monday.
1: Right. the a primetime game. You're, you, you're giving him even
0: more fuel. Right. Because the entire thing leading up, especially if he's playing, is... Look at what Antonio Brown's doing. Don't give, just like a team going, getting ready for the Super Bowl, don't give him any more ammunition to jump up and down and say, look at me, look at me, look how great I am. You almost want to root, ag- like, I don't want to root against him because he's so damn talented, but you almost want him to just throw up a dud on Monday night and say, that's what you get, that's karma. Get back to work and get back to the guy that we all know that can be the all pro wide receiver and just stop doing stupid stuff off the field. Just go home, literally. All you gotta do, just hang out in your house. Go out to eat. Yeah, right. Exactly. If you want, smoke some weed because it's legal in California, like seriously. Right. I mean, he'll get pinned for a, dr- for a suspension for weed With the NFL, but just plan it out so you don't get tested when uh, when you do it. Like, just go home, just relax. Don't don't do this. Really, go to Miami. Right. Like, anything but. All right. Now that we've got the Antonio Brown rant out of the way, um, let's transition to. The division winners Who do you have Winning the divisions What's the hardest division You think um, Somebody has to win And Your wild card teams Also If you have another yeah, sleeper to Throw it in there uh, well, The
1: toughest, toughest division to win Is still going to be the Because uh, Pays yourself Stronghold on it I think the most competitive though This is This is This is really interesting The AFC Super Bowl, When you look at these I think both the South And the North is, Are going to be very, very competitive, and, and the West could be, again, a competitive matchup between uh, uh, the, just the Chargers and the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning the West, and I have the Chargers as the fifth seed, again, uh, but I, I think the Chiefs will end up with the, the number one overall season. Um and, and the Chargers will be fifth, but I, I think the two toughest is going to be the North and the South, um, and the South only because it's just kind of full of mediocrity. Um, I mean, you look at uh, arguably the the worst, there's not really like a worst team, I think the worst team may be Tennessee, but they're still decent. Um, Jacksonville, again, we're going to have to see what Nick Colts can do, but Indianapolis and Houston were playoff teams last year. Indianapolis, now without Andrew Luck, it would have been a lot easier to pick the Colts. I don't believe in Brissette. I think that this will come back to find me, but I have the Texans winning the division in the South. I think it'll be the South is doing, I think they'll just win it by default. Uh, but they'll be the fourth seed. Uh, the North is tough, too. I have the Steelers winning, but they'll be competing with, with the Browns and, and, and the Ravens, but I think they'll pull the way towards the end because that defense is so good. They literally get sacked last year, and they really didn't get worse. Uh, if anything, they got better, um, and, and then that offense is going to be able to adapt, like I was mentioning, South Brown. You have Juju smith James Washington, is making a lot of strides, um, and Ben Roethlisberger is he Gav a mess back with, with a durable back in James Connor. You're going to have a pretty successful offense there in, in Pittsburgh. It's all about consistency for them. Um, so I have the Steelers winning. I have the Patriots winning. Uh, so my my seats for the AFC: one Chiefs, two Patriots, three Steelers, four Texans. My wild card: seat, like I said, I have the Chargers at five. I think that that's, that's almost going to be it, right? With how good the Chargers are going to be, they're either going to win their division or they're most likely end up with the, with the with the best
0: wild card seat. Six
1: can really be a topic between any. The Raiders are going to be competing for a playoff spot, I think. Um, they're going to
0: <laughs> if they can get Brown on the field. What's that? If Brown doesn't do something ridiculous and have him suspended by the they're NFL for the rest of the season.
1: Right. If, if, if he stops being a distraction, they have the makeup of a playoff team. I, I, I don't think that's too far-fetched to say that they'll be competing for a spot. Um, the Broncos are still going to be a learning. Um, the, I don't think anybody else from the South is going to be competing first spot. Um, and then in the East, um, I went with the um, uh, Jets being my, my 16. It was either them or it was Cleveland. I think that those are impossibly both, But I, mean, I think Cleveland is going to have a little bit of a, a range that is balling. I have the Jets as my one. And not just because you're on, on the fly. I, 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 it's really tough for me to, to decide between the Jets and the Browns, but if the Jets are able to put their cards on the table properly, they're a 10-1 team, and I think 10-1 gets you that six seed right there for the. Especially if you have a tiebreaker over the over the Ravens, which if you guys beat them, uh, that would be nice. You guys also uh, could have the tiebreaker over the Browns and beat them early on in the season too, which I think is is what's going to happen. Um, so I, I I got your Jets being that six seed, so I got Chiefs, Pat. Steelers, Texas, Chargers, Jets would be toughest division just by uh, default. South with the North right behind it. So
0: those those are those are my AFC. Teams. My the divisions. Um, the only thing that we have that is not chalk and the same is I think the Ravens are going to win the NFC, the AFC North. Uh I really like Lamar Jackson year two. I like the receivers that they have in Hollywood Brown. I really like Mark Ingram in this offense with how much they ran the ball last year. He can go to another level than what he had in uh, than the last two years that we saw in New Orleans. I've picked Mark Ingram on both of my fantasy teams. He is my guy this year. I think he could, if everything hits right, possibly go for the rushing title this year. That's how wow. much I like Mark Ingram this year. Um, I have. going to
1: be the guy. What was that? He is going to be the guy in Baltimore. So yes. That, that will
0: surprise me. My first wildcard team is the Steelers. Uh, I'm partially obligated to say that because of the amount of family they have in Pittsburgh, and they would be emailing me and texting me all all night if uh, if the sealers weren't in this in this dis- discussion um, I like Juju by himself as the number one option, a guy that I'm falling in love with uh, as a possibly fantasy sleeper and I don't know why I'm telling you this because you're, you're in one of my leagues. but uh-huh. Vance McDonald, uh, I have him in my second league as my number one tight end. Uh, I think he' is going to have an absolute monstrous season. As somebody who everyone overlooked come draft time, and he's just going to put up like six to ten, six to ten touchdowns this year. He's going to be the red zone threat that uh, I think Big Ben needs. James Connor is a little iffy for me. I don't really know what to expect because last year it was oh look at how great James Connor is, but let's just wait until Le'Veon comes back. I think a lot All of right. his motivation was right. let me show that the let me show the Steelers that. Whenever Le'Veon comes back, if he comes back, he's gonna be sitting behind me. So now that Le'Veon's gone, I wanna see if he can actually prove himself and be the number one option out of the backfield for the Steelers. My second team, and this is a toss-up between three teams. I really like the Broncos this year, weirdly enough. They are a team that I just think something weird's gonna happen with them. I like their defense. Joe Flacco's not awful. He can provide some stability at the quarterback position. Year two of Philip Lindsay. Cortland Sutton, hopefully, can get it right. Emmanuel Sanders. A lot of people just completely forgot about him. The Jets are the other team just because their schedule is so easy that I think they can flip it to year two, how much they they improved on defense. Year two of Darnold, uh, the Le'Veon love fest that's gonna happen in New York. And call me crazy, I brought this up on the Andrew Luck podcast that I did, but how ironic would it be if the Colts just strike gold and win a Super Bowl? I'm not saying it happens, but Andrew Luck would get a ring if the Colts win the Super Bowl this year, and they were a playoff team on the rise last year. Jagobi Brissett is, I mean, he's a fall off from Andrew Luck, but it's not like you're going to Tom Savage or TJ Yates or, you know, Trevor Simeon, who's the Jets' co- backup quarterback. You actually have, it's been brief, but Brissett has shown that he's. Well capable of running a football, uh, running a franchise. Uh, he is a, and I hate using this term, but game manager. And everything leads to the Colts having not that bad of a season. At, I'm high on the Texans. They're in my over-under column as, as somebody that I'm high on. That, uh, they're one of my picks for, for the over. They made the column, but if everything goes wrong, like if J.J. Watt has another injury or is just not typical, I'm going to rip your face off J.J. Watt, there is nothing behind him. Absolutely nothing behind him. I don't even know the, the cornerbacks for, for Houston. I think Jonathan Joseph is still playing corner for, for Houston. There is nothing behind uh, J.J. Watt. They are desperately, even more so than the Jets, desperately clinging on to to uh, Watson, Nuke, Fuller, and Duke Johnson to say, carry us, please, to the playoffs.
1: Right. Literally the failed...
0: I mean, hey, I like Duke Johnson. I think he could do a lot of stuff I in uh, in Houston. I'm on fantasy I'm on my fantasy squad too. I really like uh, Duke Johnson. I think he's gonna have a, a flashback to the year that he had in Miami in college that got him drafted in the first place. I really like Duke Johnson, and but again, and I, I hate saying this because they're in the column that I'm about to release. But it's almost like I don't believe in them. Because Bill O'Brien, who is the resident GM at the current moment, is saying, screw this, let's just go go for gold this season. And this team is not even the best team in the entire conference. Mm -hmm. They're going to get steamrolled by Kansas City when they meet them. They're going to lose twice, potentially, to New England if they see them in the playoffs. If they get that far. I'm almost rethinking putting Houston in my column. And replacing them with the Colts. At, at, to, to win. To do the over-unders. But. The Colts are a real dark horse. To potentially make the. The. The, the race of the division. The Texans to me. And I I'm I'm actually t- I'm going to remove the Texans from this from my column. I think the Texans this year are going to be uh, potent They have Jaguars from last year potential.
1: Wow. Okay. I, hey. But in and,
0: but in the opposite I, 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 to, way. Yeah.
1: Listen, I can see that they're kind of a mess. But I just feel like by default, I, I I believe in that defense is walking a little bit too
0: much to completely. But that's totally that's totally possible. Like and. I have Deshaun Watson as my as my uh, quarterback for my other league, one of my two quarterbacks because yeah. it's a two quarterback league. I hope he has a great season. I had him last year. He had a great season, but yeah, they're going to be in some dogfights. because there's no defense.
1: Yeah, the Jank
0: super team. And oh, you're buying to to, to the Nick Foles hype. And uh, how much do you think? Uh, Ramsey jumped for joy when Blake Bortles wasn't brought back.
1: Who? Oh, he's... A, because in that interview, he did with GQ, What was that? Last offseason talking about all the other quarterbacks? You know you weren't talking smack about Blake Bortles. <laughs> he was still on the team. Now that he's off, but yeah, Ramsey's got to be so excited. All Jaguars fans should be excited. Oh, yeah. That... I don't know if giving $80 million to Nick Foles was the, was the answer, but it's definitely a much, much better upgrade than... Like
0: Bortles. With Bortles um, gone no, out of Jacksonville, you know who the next team that's up on that list that is being held hostage held hostage by a awful quarterback? We talked about them on your podcast.
1: They're in the NFC.
0: They're in the NFC.
1: It's not Trubisky, is it? It is
0: Trubisky. The it Browns fans is, yeah. are being held hostage by Mitch, not yeah. Mitchell, Trubisky. And I don't know what they can do to fix it. Like, do you trade Eddie... Do you trade Eddie Jackson to get a quarterback? Like, do you call up the Saints and say, hey, what do you want for Teddy Bridgewater? That's valid. That's something that I really could see happening, is the Bears just be like, you know what? We're sick and tired of Mitch's shit. Let, let he's getting benched, let's bring in somebody else right and Teddy Bridgewater has to be the number one guy
1: there, there would definitely have to be some sort of draft pick involved but I, I think the same would be, the same would be open to, to that but the thing is Bridgewater only the Bears would have to sign Bridgewater to an extension or or, or think that they're going to retain him because he's only on a one year contract so after this season he's an he's a unrestricted free agent so
0: would you take a fourth and Eddie Jackson for, for Bridgewater and a seventh?
1: Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I would rather probably take a – yeah, I, yeah. Eddie Jackson definitely the best player probably that they, they could give up that would fit in the – Kind of what we need, but I, I would prefer sort of wide receiver compensation. But no, I would definitely do well, a fourth, a fourth in Jackson
0: for Bridgewater. Yes, I would do that. All right. So let, and well, if, 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 one if, more if, if, for you. Would you do uh, Robinson and? Yes. You would.
1: Yes. I I I, I would do I would do. Uh, and, and
0: and whether it be a fourth, a fifth, sixth round draft pick and for, for Bridgewater, I would. That's okay. I mean, hey, we laid the we laid the groundwork for both the Saints and the and the Bears. Make that happen. Yeah,
1: yeah. There
0: you go. Because I mean, looking at every other team in the league, there's not really a viable backup. I mean. Is Trevor, do you want Trevor Simeon? I'll, I'll drive Trevor Simeon to the airport. I don't even know why he's on this I'm roster.
1: I'm not going carried away now.
0: I mean, seriously. Do we know that, I think, I think Simeon's better than, uh, honestly, and this is crazy.
1: You
0: Would you, if you're Tennessee, and you're all behind Mariota, which I don't think they are. But if you're 100% backed backing Mariota, do you trade Ryan Tannehill to uh, to Chicago? Yes. For like a fifth.
1: Yeah. Easy.
0: Okay. All right. Tannehill
1: would be Tannehill would be okay in Chicago.
0: He'd be okay. He would. It would. He Clearly be the best team that he's ever been on.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: I don't know how Bears fans would feel about trading for Ryan Tannehill midseason, though. Well, I mean,
1: yeah, really, anything better than Spitzky and Brock
0: Osweiler. (laughs) Really. Um, Who do you have winning the AFC? I had the Rams in the uh, NFC just to tease the podcast, and you had the Saints in the NFC. And
1: I got to say, yeah, uh, um, I'm going to go Chiefs. Uh, I, think, I think they end up pulling it out. Uh, they've, they've, they've made the, the improvements they, they needed to make. Um. I mean, losing Eric Berry and replacing him with Tyron Matthew, They also drafted Juan Thornhill out of Virginia. I think he was one of the best. He's 6'2", ran a 4.5, 40-yard 40 dash. He is a animal to freak on defense. Um I think, uh, yeah, and, I, I, and obviously getting to also guys, Alex before, uh, as well as Frank Clark, to improve that defensive line. Um, I, I like the Kansas City Chiefs winning that. If not, the default answer is the New England Patriots, they always find a way to win, as we all know, in the playoffs. But I'm pretty firm on the Chiefs. I know in the last podcast episode, I wasn't fully 100% with the Saints. Uh, um, and, and, you know, I did I have was in the Rams three times. Honestly, it's Chiefs all the way for me for the AFJ. I, I, I think the Chiefs have this one in the bag. To be complete, I think this is the year Kansas City makes it. Uh, even with the uh, you know question at rush back, you know the the it, it's essentially going to be by committee now. They're like signing McCoy, a couple of rookies in there. But I
0: think that's um, a, I, I think that's fo- I I really think that's Andy Reid and the Chiefs just yeah. throwing the scent off of how good they think Damian Williams is. That's my...
1: What's that, sir?
0: I think the Shady McCoy signing is Mm -hmm. just to throw the scent off of how good Damian Williams is. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think this is Andy Reid saying, let me try to get a couple of weeks of football and just squeeze the rest of whatever's left out of Shady McCoy out, have him produce, and then... Do the exact same thing. The the Shady McCoy thing for me is what what uh, Jacksonville did last year with Jamal Charles. I think Shady go. will have a great game, maybe two, and everybody will be like, you know who we loved and forgot that we loved? The Sean McCoy. And then he'll yep. just, the wheels will fall off and he'll retire and sit on his money and have a great rest of his life. But Damian Williams... Is the guy will be the guy, and I absolutely another guy that I absolutely love in fantasy. Damian Williams will be in in my lineup perhaps every week. I like it. And you, you really can't go wrong with whoever
1: the Chiefs' running back is, too. But Williams is a Williams is. A and I like because
0: I dra- and I drafted the the can the other Kansas City running the the rookie that they got. I drafted him in in Darwin our league. Thompson. Yeah, Darwin
1: Thompson. He's be good
0: too. He's a stud. And I think we'll, we'll talk about fantasy another time as as the season progresses. But for me, I will, I'm just gonna say the Chiefs because again the default is the Patriots and I don't want to say the Patriots. But I mean, when it's all said and done, it's probably going to be the Patriots because of how how much they've improved this defense. They are scary, really scary yeah. this year. Um, but. The sky's the limit for Mahomes. I don't agree with the Tyreek Hill signing that they just did. Three years for 54, I think, was the, the line. Yeah. He's another guy that I just... You're really going to attach yourself to him after everything that he's been through in the past... Not even... It's not even in the past year. The entire tenure of his career with the Chiefs has been rocky. And, I mean, they they cut bait with uh, with Kareem Hunt, so why are they sticking with, with Tyreek Hill? I, I, I don't get it. Honestly, I have, I have no idea. I don't get it. He is another guy that I... Extremely talented. The fastest guy in the league. An absolute danger when he has the ball in his hands. But he's not a guy that I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to ride and die with this guy. Mahomes is. Tyreek... Travis Kelsey is, Damian Williams is, Tyreek Hill, no. Sorry, buddy. But, no, I I, I agree with you on, on the, with the Chiefs. I think a very underrated signing was, this year was Tyron Matthew to Kansas City. Um, they addressed a, a, a massive need on the defensive side of the ball. A guy that I, you know what's crazy to me? Why weren't they in on Jadavion Clowney? Why what? Why why wasn't Kansas City in, in on Jadavion Clowney? You're good enough to win the Super yeah, Bowl this good. year. He is an elite pass rusher. Just say screw it. Have our two. Have our what? Have our first round draft pick because we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, and it's not going to matter. Like, why weren't they in on Clowney? Was it because they were in the AFC? I
1: they didn't. Might have been because they threw so much money at for Clark and oh, I. Not so much money at O4 but they threw a lot of money at Clark. Money at O4 for the defensive line. And Clowney again, he had a fat franchise tag tender with him. Uh, and that might—that's really the only reason I can think of is just the financial side. Of so this, what? Pay yeah, the tax. A, nice there.
0: Pay the tax.
1: Pay the tag. Yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, I mean it's worth it, right?
0: You're gonna win. You're going to win the Super Bowl if you get Jadavion Clowney. Pay the NFL whatever they want because you went over the the uh, the salary cap. Do
1: you think Clowney makes that big of a difference?
0: On that team, I think he does.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair.
0: So, um, so according to me and you, after one game of the NFL season, our Super Bowl matchups for me is Chiefs. Rams, and for you as Chiefs, Saints. Yes, sir. Alright, so yeah, we just teased the uh, the podcast that I did with you on the Who Dish. Um, that's a great place to end. Thank you for coming on. The invitation, as always, is always uh, open. And we have now entered the credits of this podcast, so if you have anything to plug, now is the time to do so. Thanks for
1: having me again. Invitation for at this podcast I open to you as well that was a whole lot of fun to report both episodes today um, yeah you guys can follow me on Twitter at Deacon underscore Brown underscore and follow the podcast page at BWD podcast also follow at All Saints blog that's allsaintsconsider.com uh, that's there at. Um, that's where my articles will be dropping I already have one up um, but yeah thanks again for having me i looking forward to reading those kick ass articles from you in the, in the more episodes so NFL season is upon us
0: NFL season's upon us. I'll have you check in with your Saints at some point this year. And um, we're just about a month away from the NBA season, so your Blazers are going to be popping back up, and you'll be on again for that as well. It's about to
1: hit the best time of the year.
0: It's it's one of the best times of the year. It really is. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk talk soon because of fantasy reasons, but uh, be easy, brother.
1: You too, man. Thanks.
0: That was Dayton Brown of the Who Dat Dish in all things considered. Again, go follow him on every single platform that he's on. He, I, I joke with you guys that he's on everything, but he, it, to me, it seems like he really is. Anyway, on this side of the coin, not the fake J Leo on Twitter, jdatasports.blogspot.com. My picks column by the time that this podcast will be going up will be already up, as will my over-under podcast. Uh, um, my over-under for the season for win totals will be up. My picks for, for that and my locks for that. Uh, my locks will also be on Twitter for my picks every single week. Uh, I have three locks, I think, this week. I might have a fourth. I might look over the uh, the lines this week again, and by the time this podcast comes out, have a fourth pick and put that out on Twitter. And also this podcast. If you got to this point, like, subscribe, share, uh, with anybody who you seem fit. If you're on iTunes, please give us a review. It helps the show more than, than, than you know. Huge shout-out to Seakeek for sponsoring this episode. Huge thanks to Dayton Brown for coming on. And uh, until next time, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can not stay here. Peace.